Hi everyone, thanks for listening. This is Sean. If you haven't listened to it yet, please go back and listen to bonus episode 15.5. It, it's full of a lot of foul language, but it has a lot of setup for this one. You can make it through without it, but some things just won't make sense. Without further ado, please welcome back to the Eterna Podcast, episode 16. <laughs> so last time on the Eterna podcast, our brave adventurers gathered in Foresight sitting room to discuss the events of the mysterious dream in which they confronted evil Commander M- Mansfield was probably his name. I don't care. He's dead. Anyways, we're talking about that now. Finally, the voice of reason. <laughs> Oh my god. Somebody mute Sean so we can go on with the game. <laughs> okay, oh, let's all mute Sean and continue with the game. Alright, so uh, Riley, as party leader, would you like to uh, start the scene by um, opening up the conversation? Yes, yes I would, Chris. Thank you for uh, kicking off game um, at a, uh, a reasonable time after our, emis- our intermission. Thank you. So, Riley, looking around at his companions, um, Adira messing with the uh, twine that's wrapped around Box, uh, Leaf, I'm assuming, still visibly shaken from these experiences from last night. Um, I'm assuming Brock and Lark are kind of rather comfortable since they slept perfectly fine. For once. And um, yeah. Foresight still being a weirdo in the corner, but that's okay. He helped out a lot, and I think he deserves his um, away time. So, looking out amongst the party, Riley will say, uh, addressing Adira, Leaf, and Foresight in the background, I just would like to verify, I'm not the only one who experienced what I think we all experienced last night, correct? You are correct. I've Uh, uh, already put the equipment back in the chest. I don't want to play with that anymore. uh, I haven't uh, experienced anything troublesome last night, but as you probably know, I've had some disturbing dreams of late myself. Well, the more I think about it, Lark, the more I wonder if what we experienced was actually a dream or if it was something more profound. I'm honestly uncertain, but Adira, you seem to have some, at least, idea of what was going on. I thought it was a dream at first, but um, now I'm rather convinced that maybe it was uh, some kind of time travel or some kind of interference maybe with uh, creatures from another plane Riley uh, blinks a couple of times being way out of his realm with that conversation and um, we'll say uh, I'm willing to trust your better judgment on that since I have no reasonable way to explain away the situation from last night though it certainly seems like it was tied to the items we picked up could that have brought us to wherever or whenever could that have been the anchor? Quite possibly. Um, magic can do all kinds of weird things. And there was a spirit there uh, of the man who owned these items. Um, so it could be some kind of psychic magic. Um, 
and then the the commander himself was speaking in abyssal obviously that's his altar we saw and there's no telling what he might have done you understood what he said then yes did he say anything revealing or significance uh he was calling for aid um in abyssal so probably a demonic aid um and of course you saw his sword so yes it was very alarming though he fell just like any other foe the good news is I know how to open that door now the one leading upstairs yes perfect then once we wrap up our uh, morning conversation and perhaps some breakfast we can venture forth and uh, explore the upper levels of elf murder castle yeah I should probably get to it I uh Oh, you a great deal for defending me from that madman. Well, Leaf, it was a team effort. We all stood against him. And I don't think anyone standing in that room was willing to let him lay a hand on you. I guess whenever he said that, he was just kind of like gesturing to, to everybody. But uh, you can take credit for it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I referenced everyone standing in the room helping you. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> I think the important thing to keep in mind is if what occurred last night was based on some kind of psychic draw, you may still find that there's uh, residual energies or such throughout the place. So it could still be quite dangerous. It seemed like the uh, spirit of the individual who owned these items uh, was put to rest or found comfort when we did when we accomplished defeating the commander. So I'm assuming the equipment we have isn't probably dangerous anymore. Maybe not. Maybe so. I like I said, I put mine away. I didn't want to deal with it. But even if he is at rest, he's likely not the only one around still, so to speak. I mean, there was a war here. That's true, and we have encountered a uh, a spirit lingering here, so I, I think what you're saying sounds sounds legitimate, and it is something we'll have to keep in mind moving forward. Um, uh, speaking of Leaf, you're holding up all right? S somewhat. Uh, I think the, the captain, uh, Mansfield might not have been the only um, entity in, in that dream, but uh, perhaps we can talk about that later. In due time, curious, but I'll leave it up to you when to bring it up. Um, in the meantime, uh, I've briefly caught Clint and Brock up to speed on what we encountered last night, but now that we're all together, perhaps we can give them more details, bring Larkin on the conversation, and at the very least go over more or less most of what we remember so that Clint can take down some notes if it happens to be accurate. That's acceptable. Uh, I, I think possibly a, a true test of what we saw is whether or not the layout of the upper floor matches what we saw in, in the dream. Uh, so perhaps once breakfast is over, we should go investigate that. I agree. I do believe that's uh, the most likely 
place for us to uh, venture forth next. Uh, do you all remember the layout well enough to uh, possibly avoid any traps? Should they be there? I didn't notice any. Well, there were no traps, but I don't think the traps were laid until after the siege, so probably not very helpful. Yes, the I think the only obstacle we may come across is a broken bridge that we'll need to figure out how to pass over or circumvent. Well, how did you do it in the drink? Conveniently, we ran over just before it broke. There was that odd statue in the hallway, too. Yes, the one of the beautiful woman. Was there something important about the statue? I just had never seen anything like it before. Um, just flawless. Yes, it was particularly alluring. One could certainly lose themselves in the image of her. Unless they passed a will save. <laughs> so, it, so it's magical, then. Huh. Well, what was what was on the other side of the bridge? Was this the uh, the final destination you needed to reach, or is this something seemingly unimportant? It was pretty much the end of the road. We found a couple more rooms. Um, uh, briefly saw, I believe, a private chamber, and then we confronted the commander. We were hastened at this point, fearing that the. Uh, uh, fearing a skirmish would befall us from the warriors and soldiers uh, assaulting and defending the keep. Hmm. Well, it will definitely be worth looking at the bridge to see if uh, your dream had some effect on our world as well, being as in your equipment stayed, it seems. Yes, and perhaps if the bridge truly has fallen, you can use some of your fancy uh Rock control to help us cross it, maybe? Well, um, a bridge is very large. I have, I have not yet mastered my ability to lift more than, say, a couple pounds. Okay, then perhaps a box could throw us across. Perhaps. It feels safer if we just tried to climb. That is also a uh, fair idea. But, um... I think at this point, I'd like to open the table. We've just told a... Uh, we've went over kind of a ridiculous incident. Brock, Lark, Clint, do you have any questions or concerns? Anything you would like to ask us? Uh, no. Um, right now, um, I don't think we have too much insight as to the ultimate cause of all of this. So uh, right now, we should explore. I definitely agree with the idea of investigating the upper floors just to confirm that these dreams are manifestations of reality in some way. Hey, uh, hey, Chris, do you know if uh, Seven Dungeoneering lets me know if there's any creatures that could cause something like this? Oh, I'm afraid a Seven doesn't get you anything, my friends, unfortunately. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Hi there! Um, <laughs> yes. uh, then Brock would just shake his head, just kind of acknowledging that he has no clue what's going on, but that, you know, he's kind of accepted what y'all are saying. At least, and that he so much as he trusts you, and he doesn't think you're lying. So he believes that you believe what you're saying. Yeah, it's an important distinction. I, I think at this point, Riley will turn to Clint, who's probably been feverishly taking notes, and ask him if he has any questions or concerns. Oh, we're gonna be here for hours. Uh, yes, I have quite quite a few questions, and his questions would be lengthy. 
Uh, not all answerable, and he would state that that is fine. Uh, but he would ask a, a great deal. Everything from the layout to the things you've seen, uh, down to little details like objects and items and, uh, if you heard anyone speak, how their speech was different. And he, he would go through a large number of questions that I imagine as a... He doesn't ask how many stones were in the Eastmost Wall. He does, however, um, ask quite a, f- quite a few details that will take a little while to uh, answer. Uh, probably at a little under an hour in, in total. We can probably start like cooking or gathering breakfast while the group's talking about this and answering his questions, then, I would imagine. Correct. Sounds pretty delightful to me. So, go ahead, Leaf. Do your thing. Oh, am I leading the way? No, he's waiting for you to cook. You have to make your survival check. You have to try not to kill us. Bam! 17 survival. You gather enough food for an entire day for five people. And then I got a 24 on the cooking, profession cooking check. So you guys get some num-nums. Can uh, Riley assist with profession baker? Sure. Bam! Turn that 24 to a 26. You have some tasty mushroom and dumpling soup. That food wagon is sounding better and better because we are obviously better suited for that than we are for adventuring. I'm telling you, I'll keep putting points in the profession baker if we want to go down that way. We'll make it happen. (laughs) Side hustle. We got this. I can make plates and bowls. Perfect. Out of of rocks. And uh, we can can have Lark make clothing and have a little clothing rack on the side. Uniforms. And uniforms. Didn't we already develop like a whole business plan with regards to this? We've already forgotten it. Oh, I thought we did. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have to go over it a couple of times, you know, to perfect it. Yeah, and once we really get some money to kick it off. <laughs> yeah. Gotta knife fight some more ghosts before we're that far in. God, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, well fed. Speaking of, before we uh, like wrap up breakfast, or as we're wrapping up breakfast, Riley will um. I lark over a little curiously and just mentioned to Lark, um, maybe aside from the group, just slightly. Lark, do you wear armor? Currently not. Uh, I know this might be a little concerning, but as you can see, I have my own set of uh, studded leather. And the armor I woke up in this morning was a finely crafted set of leather armor that kind of protects the vitals and makes it more difficult to get critically injured sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) If you are interested... This used to belong to the uh, to the archer we helped put to rest, uh, Cephalix. Would you want the armor? Uh, I certainly would not be opposed. I mean, I'm rather attached to my own vitals. <laughs> That's the correct answer. And this pals does, or this uh, ancient rune does seem to want to deprive them of me. So, well, then Riley will hand over the um, leather armor. It's as described. It was leather armor. It has the uh, fortified masterwork property on it. Okay, which I believe has a 10% chance to void critical hits, right? Yes. Great. Congratulations. That is your that's your bonus for being our rogue. Perfect. Okay, so um studded leather armor. It's just regular leather leather. Okay. But it's masterwork with fortified? Yep. Okay. Uh sneak attack as well. Precision damage in general. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And Adira did throw those size back in the um chest, so if anybody wants those, they can pick those up. Well, Brock wouldn't know about them, so he would not. Although, uh, 
Brock, Brock would approach Foresight over in the corner. He would, he would leave a little bit of distance because he knows Foresight doesn't like being like walked up on. And he would kind of crouch down and assuming Foresight's still wearing the rope, he would point at it. And, uh, uh, or is he not wearing the rope anymore? Um, I would assume that'd be a thing that they'd have to retie every morning. And seeing as Adira immediately got up and left, I'd assume that he's not for right now. Oh, okay. Well, then he would still, uh, in that case, he would skip that part and he would kind of point over his shoulder to Adira. And uh, he would just kind of whisper, um, she she is not holding you against against your will, is she? She's going to raise an eyebrow and just kind of shake his head no. So the uh, the, the rope, you know, that you're, you're in agreement with that then? I get distracted easily. Oh, I, I just felt the need to make sure. Uh, if if it is of your will, then that is fine. And I would get up and. Yeah. And I would I would stop bothering him. And foresight is then easily distracted once again. Yay! Hey, you know who else I think wants to bother foresight for just a second? Oh God! <laughs> oh. Literally everyone. Clint. Riley, <laughs> leave. Box. Well, he is boxed in now, so that is appropriate to get close to Foresight. When there's another quiet moment during breakfast, Riley will uh, approach Foresight, probably not as cautiously as Brock did, um, and simply address Foresight by saying, um, Foresight, apologies for disrupting your comfort tucked away in that pile of hay. But I just wanted to say that's your assistance during the fight with the commander. Appreciated. I had considered Lark a very good flanking partner, but you proved a suitable uh, stand-in. Um, I'm not really good at fighting, but I'm good at getting hit and not going down, so... Well, you certainly did very well, I would say. You have at least uh, an idea of how to swing a weapon. Uh, I don't know. He hit those spikes pretty hard. And he didn't die. No, but that wasn't his doing. All around good frontliner. Anyways, foresight in short, thank you for your assistance. I'll try to be helpful. Well, you already were. And in the future, if you wish to stand a bit closer to the party, that will also be agreeable. But I'll leave you to your hay for the time being. And Riley aways. Puffs. At the mission of age, kind of like picks up some hands, starts counting it as a thing to do. Perfect. So I think, unless anybody has anything specific else that they'd like to do, breakfast will be concluded, as well as answering all of Clint's many, many questions. Well, uh, Brock would wait and let the people who know where they're going apparently lead the way this time, because they have had a psychic vision or something, letting them know where to go. <laughs> yeah, whatever that was. So y'all are heading for the. The mechanism? Yes. I believe so. The mechanicism. Is that French again? The mechanicism. Are you drunk? No. Weird. You're weird. What'd I ever do to you? Come on. Fuck. <laughs> wow. Okay, seriously? It. Watch your language. It's not like we're an explicit podcast or anything. We're an explicit podcast. Wait, what? <laughs> No, you're fucking with me, aren't you? I see what you're doing. <laughs> no, I'm not fucking with you. You're fucking with me. 
Here, here we go again. Dude, watch your language. It's your, not your. Got him. Adira. Yes. If you would like to do the honors. Yes, I will activate the mechanism. So going off of memory, this large saucer-shaped mechanism, you go around, you turn various rings on it and pull up parts uh, that are like hidden levers. And eventually there will be a like a, a sound of various moving pieces of machinery. And then the door in the corner, all dressed up and fancy, goes kathunk and swings open. Well, I opened it. Somebody else can walk through it. Well, yeah, I, I think I guess it's time to go back to the tried and true method of uh, kicking Lark in the first place and me Scooby-Dooing over his shoulder to check for traps. <laughs> All right. Uh, if, not... if he wants, he doesn't have to. I don't want to talk for him. All right. Can, can somebody explain the uh, the map? Why are we like suddenly like teleported here? Or is this the second floor? I think they were just skipping us walking here. Basically, yes. This is the on the first floor. The circle is a mechanism that has to be activated in a specific manner to open a golden door that goes up to the second floor. Oh, okay. Noted. Yeah, I think the teleportation was to skip us having to, like, one square at a time walk up here, since we already knew where we were Wait, going. I thought the circle was a fuck machine. Hey, that's, <laughs> that... that's, that's what my little thing down there at the bottom was. Is I that I was looking at this like, hey, I thought I thought we agreed not to get on this thing. I don't know what was going on. Anything somehow, can be a fuck somehow, machine if you're brave enough. Somehow, Adira got on the fuck machine. Started. She knew what she knew what she was doing. Apparently, is that making a fuck check? Is that what happened to open the door? Are we back on this again? Yes, yes, that okay. is what happened. Okay, I heard this joke was funny. That's why I'm retelling it. <laughs> this joke is brought to you by the Blackfish Tavern. You mean Carlos, oh, Carlos place? place? Yeah. <laughs> God, you guys are like my spirit animals. Love you guys. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I fucking love Carlos place. I bet you fucking do. I will legitimately be two seconds. One, two. That's what I said last time, too. She was disappointed. <laughs> All right, be honest. How many of you counted? One. Oh, that's good. And then, and then Troy said that that's what he said, and she was still disappointed. Too real. Shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> Let's not talk about this shit. That was him, not me. I don't believe you. I bet it was you. He wouldn't say such things. Yes, he fucking would. I don't know. Is this true? I would never say such a thing. Lark, are you checking for traps? Yes, I can check for traps. Would you like me to do so? Make a fuck check? Yes. Alright. The poles. Sticking right behind him. Uh, Riley helps. Well, Riley rolls his own, but yes. All right, I take out my 10-foot um, pole, uh, and I start checking for traps. 
With a 16, you see no traps. I didn't roll anything yet. <laughs> oh, then what was that? Um, 16. Yeah, that's that's me. Oh. Yeah. Uh, for myself, I rolled 23. With a 23, you see no trap. There's a trap. No, there's, there's not. There, there's really not. Um, so I, I guess the question for the group is whether we beeline it straight to where we fought the commander in our dream space, or if we like explore around. Well, I think we should should check out the space that we saw in the dream first, and then we can explore the rest of the area. That's legit. I'm all for it. So then it's um moving through the door to the northeast. Okay. I would like to check this door for traps. And Riley Scooby-Doo's over his shoulder to make his own perception check as well. Because two rolls are better than one, except this time. Yeah, except when they <laughs> roll like that. Yeah, I rolled a ten. I got uh, an eight. Uh, you do not see any traps. Alright, well, it's safe here. Did Adira put the rope back on Foresight? Most likely, yes. Unless he had some objection. Okay. It was asked. The door would open. And then it's our first right through that door, and then we'll be going left or north. We oui, oui. There are no traps. Great. Uh, sorry, did you say we're taking the first uh, right over here? Yeah, first door to the right. Okay. Uh, checking for traps here. Pocket check. I rolled a 17. No traps. Uh, you got a 20. I got a 17. Oh, right. Okay. You do not see any Help me out, bud. I attempt to open the door. It open. Okay. You see a, What do I see in the room? Uh, once a very opulent dining hall. However, it has been stripped bare of much of what was originally contained within. Is there anything that was originally contained within? Uh, a long, pair, uh, long set of tables and chairs made of mahogany. Okay. And some brass plating uh, adorn the floor of the room. A few okay. plates and uh, brass candelabra still placed upon it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to roll an appraise check. I would like to appraise the value of the things in, these, in this room to see if there's anything that would be worth taking with us. Okay. 24. Uh, nothing extremely expensive. Like, the brass candelabra will probably fetch two or three gold. Uh, Sold. <laughs> the table and chairs would likely be worth a fair amount, but they'd also, they're also extremely large and heavy. Okay. Like, they'd um, be extremely what... difficult to maneuver, at least the table, out of this Define space. fair amount and define... <laughs> um, uh, fetch a fair price. <laughs> the chairs individually would probably be worth around like six or seven gold a piece, and the table, given its size and solidity, would probably be worth at least 150 gold. But it's okay. It's a good 20 feet long. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the the table I would be very doubtful that we would be able to fetch, but I mean the chairs. Um, we've got a cart. How'd they even get the table in here? While the room was being built. Oh, that's smart. That's smart. <sighs> 20 feet is not half of five inches, Troy. <laughs> Cold. Sobs quietly. Damn. 
<laughs> but uh, yes, this is one of the rooms you were in before. Uh, a lot of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess uh, if we're like if we fan out and like look around the room like Lark is doing, I guess we can take special note of the chairs if we maybe want to like try to carry them out on our way back. Because why not? I guess. Um, uh, go ahead. And but I guess a uh, fuck check. Oh, we can try that. We cannot try that. That's a net one. All of these chairs are in perfect condition. Great. Good. They're all worth tons of money. I'm also giving you fuck a fuck check. check um, 14. Um, not, not all of the chairs are in amazing condition. Uh, probably about half of them either have wet rot or some sort of insect damage. Okay. So you still have about five chairs that are still good. Okay. Yeah, but the insect damage can be mended, right? Um, as, as the insects have long gone, the contents of their stomachs is unlikely. Hmm. That's yeah, fair. You, you need the original parts. Yeah. Okay. Seven chairs is still like 35 gold. Yeah, if we have the space for it and nothing else uh, pressing to carry out, I don't see why not. Do we take a uh, 10 minute breather and just carry out some chairs and then come back here? <laughs> I mean, if the party has no objections, if they want to take a brief break, even though we've only been up here for like five minutes, that's fine. I mean, or we could stack the chairs in the corner and grab them on the way out. That's awesome. Well, we don't know if like this place is going to be crumbling around us on the way out. So I'd rather do it right now if we want to take out the chairs. It's not really... I, I, we, we're not really pressed by any time concerns. We can easily just quickly bring them down come back up. Is everybody okay with that? Everybody grab a chair. I point out the five. Everybody takes a chair. Five chairs. Yeah. Well, I, I point out the five chairs that are worth something. And yeah. So I, okay. I think what we do, Sean, is we just take them out and bring them to the carts. Uh, and then come back up right over here and continue, uh, continue along the way. So unless there's anything that like interrupts our journey. No. Either going there or back. Nope. You loot the chairs. Okay. Okay. So can we say that we brought them down yes. and have come back up? Um, should I just add those chairs to the party inventory? Sure. Five Great. mahogany so chairs. Mahogany and brass chairs. Mahogany. How much did you say they were worth each? Uh, we'll call it six gold. Sounds good. It's pretty cheap for mahogany. 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 Rich mahogany. Rich mahogany. Rich mahogany. Where the mahogany trees stand 400 feet tall and breathe fire. How many drinks was that? <laughs> For saying mahogany? <laughs> One drink per syllable of the word mahogany. 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 Mahogo, fuck yourself. Let's go. Uh, that's All still, right. I think, the same amount of drinks. This area here? Is the dining area? Yeah. Okay. This area looks like it may have had others, like down here near the bottom. It looks like it may have had other stuff at one point, but it's empty now. Okay, sounds good. Alrighty. Okay, uh, where to next? I'm not the one who's seen this place before. So the broken bridge that I described before is to the north. Um, to the north? Okay. Yes. So what I will do is I will go up here, and I would like to do a fuck check. Check for traps at the door over here. 
There are no traps. Great. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you go in, what do you see? Uh, you are outside now and standing on a crumbling piece of stone bridgery. Standing over the roof. Does it look like it's safe enough to bear my weight? Um, near the edge, probably not, but where you're standing, yeah. So in that case, um... Fuck check. You detect traps on the bridge thing. I don't want this thing collapsing upon me. Mm -hmm. Uh, since I walk onto it. No trap. Nine. You see no trap. Okay. Well, then I have full confidence in my ability. I go up to the next door. How you do? <laughs> um, and if I get there safely, I would like to de detect how, the traps. How, once how do you get across a broken bridge? Oh, okay. So this is going down on the like lower level. I guess yeah. you mean. Yeah. Okay. I. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I thought this entire region was. Like... No, that that's no no no. That's the roof of the lower level. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense now. Um. Okay. And then it's a 15 foot gap. Is that correct? Uh. Yes. Well, then it's very fortunate that we have a 20-foot table right here. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> hey, get it out. <laughs> oh, man. You're earning that rogue bonus. I like it. <laughs> Genuinely impressed. Good job. Yep. You know, had you given me, uh, you know, four or five months, I could have just built a new bridge. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so um, let's get our strongest people, not me, um, to uh, uh, heft this table and uh, guide it across the uh, the broken bridge here. Buck shall assist. Yeah, I'm sure if we all kind of throw in and just in terms of moving the table and turning it around and stuff, we can probably manage it. I'll definitely help, but I'm definitely not going to be the one leading the push here. Yep, Same. I, will, I will assist. <laughs> I should not be one of the main people holding the table now. <laughs> Do, do we have any legitimately strong characters in the party? Box? I think Adira is. I have a two strength modifier. Oh. Box has a 15 okay. strength. Well, I guess Box is leading. Good for him. Box and Adira are the same strength. Roughly. <laughs> oh, and Foresight's beast with a 14 <laughs> and strength. Foresight. Got a 13 on Leaf. That's not bad either. Yeah, respectable. <laughs> Sorry, I found a way to get dex to damage. I, I have no need for strength. <laughs> I, I, I shoot rocks with my brain. I don't need strength. <laughs> and see, I love how you're having this discussion about not needing strength while we're literally talking about a thing that we need strength for. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't yeah. have to practice. I didn't, do, I didn't have to do push-ups to be able to throw rocks better with my brain. Right. Same. I'm just born better than you guys. You don't need a ton of strength. With enough people aiding each other, that's plus twos across the board. We're, we're done. Done deal. Um, Sean? Yes? Uh, this um, area here, right? Yeah. Um, does it lead to a place that we can easily access? Like, if somebody falls, would they be able to sort of, like, run around back and... Like, they could try climbing up, like, the wall here to get back up. Or they could yeah. try and crawl off into the east, like climb back down to the eastern uh, uh, courtyard, although nobody's actually But I mean, there. like, is there a way to get back to the court easily from here? Uh, Y'all, you don't know. Okay. Because if the, uh, there is, we could get to the other side, take the mahogany table, lower it down on an incline, slide down the mahogany table, bring it over here, 
<laughs> your cart. You're really, your cart really like, aiming for that rogue bonus. Good for you. Your cart's like ten fucking feet long. You just tie it to the top and just make sure to be careful when going through small alleys. No, no, no. What we're gonna do is we're gonna take the wheels out of the cart and we're gonna attach the wheels to the um, table legs. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't someone carve wheels? Isn't that something someone can do? Oh, we'll turn the table into a cart, and then when we get back to the camp, we're gonna I mean, turn it back into a table and sell it. A, a chopped up log is just a whole bunch of wheels. Like, really, we got this. Or hold on, hold on. Instead of selling the table, we could keep the table, right? And then make it part of the food truck. Oh shit. Yes. Okay, it's sold. That, that's what we're doing. We would be okay. a mahogany. We would be a. We would have a food truck with a roll-out mahogany table. Yeah. Uh, what a good selling point. I like it. Yeah. So we've just added getting out of here with this table to our victory conditions. If we do not get out of here with without this, if we do not get out of here with this table, then I will personally consider the mission a failure. If you can do it, you'll get a hero point. <laughs> 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 okay, but that is uh, we'll, we'll we'll figure that out in the uh, in the future. So, can we say that we we get the first phase, which is hefting the table across the bridge here? Uh, yeah, I would say with eight of you working on it, uh, taking ten to aid and taking ten to begin with, uh, that's plus fourteen, so twenty four. I think that would be enough to get it out. I would like somebody to make the check. Uh, to actually heft the bitch out and get it to hook onto the other side. Okay, and how many bucks? You have my box. <laughs> Gross. And my fuck. And my empathy. <laughs> 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 oh god, poor sake. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> my Here's a t-shirt idea for you. <laughs> One quote per character. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah, my box shows leaf and box walking forward. <laughs> And my fuck shows Riley walking forward. And my apathy, I guess, shows foresight. And my Brock Hardick shows Brock. <laughs> Fucking like diddling himself. <laughs> He's rocking himself pretty hard. <laughs> what do you mean, rocking himself pretty hard? <laughs> Oh, fuck balls with key. What? Okay. Fuck balls McGee. Who's that? No one. It's an exclamation. Oh, see, I couldn't see the exclamation point. My fault. I'm sorry. I don't mean to disrupt game. I apologize. <laughs> God damn it. Why do you do this to me? 
I have no idea what you are talking about, <laughs> sir. Just maniacal. Uh, okay. <laughs> Box, do the thing. Make Box do the thing. <laughs> he gets plus 14. Behold, my <laughs> Make him my do the box strength. drop. Oh, boy. That's a four. <laughs> Pulls it back. The, the end of the table. Like, goes good clunk. Right, right there. <sighs> Great. And he'll pull it back up. Pucks. Do we... Before we fuck this up again, do we have rope we can tie to maybe a couple of the legs of the table so that if it completely falls down there, we can just pull it back up? I have rope. Okay, let's do that. Okay, you do that. Great. Do it again. How much rope do you need, though? Fuck. Okay. Guess it depends on how far down it is. Okay. Probably only about 40 feet. Okay. Oh. I have I have a 10-foot rope on myself, but if I go down to Mozart, I've got a 40-foot rope on Mozart. Or there's a 50-foot rope tied around Foresight. Or we could use that. But why would we use foresight? Why would we dangle foresight off the side of the, the bridge like that? He has 14 strength. He can, we can use him to pull it up like a grappling hook. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he's going to say no. No. So I guess the question is, do you have a conscience? <laughs> Me or my character? It's, yes. It's, it's, so then the answer is no and yes. Well, you can yeah, see yeah. I'm conflicted. Yeah. As am I. I mean, y'all got the the table back up, and you've got a t safety rope tied onto it. Let's have Box give it another shot. Heave. Ten. Y'all get it out there, and you're just like, like, <laughs> I imagine like a couple of you are standing on like the underside of, of the one side to try and keep it from falling down but it's just like it's right there it's, it's right fucking there it's it's not quite making it but it's not falling either okay hold on it's not quite making it but it's not falling right 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 is it is it going to completely fall if i let go no, I, I feel like somebody can stand on it and it'll stay stay still as long as a couple of people are doing that. Oh, I was just going to move my necklace under the edge and try and push it with my necklace and my rock moving powers. But if I can just walk across it, that's better. Oh, no, if you do that, it'll definitely tip. Okay, that's what I thought. Like, no, the, fulcrum, I could, I could... the fulcrum would be right here. Because technically I could, I could add like five pounds of force to just kind of, ugh. It across to the edge and just push it with my necklace. I don't. It's made I don't of rocks. It would be enough. Damn. Well, I tried. But you're you're in a good position to try again, to to give it give it a little push, like with a strength. But you would only be getting help from three people, whoever does that. If you want it to be box again, the the tree the tree should roll again. I uh -huh. guess. Do it again breaks table. Fuck! <laughs> yes. Behold. That's an 18. Hey, we got a bridge now. Oh, there it goes. That's a lot better. There you go. Maybe instead of a food wagon, we should start a bridge building company. 
It only took us three tries. I, th I think we're pretty good at this. We're just gonna go buy tables and make bridges out of them. Buy tables? No, we're gonna keep stalking into keeps and taking their tables. It's cheaper that way. Save the trees. Um, before we actually cross the table bridge, Riley will remind slash mention to the group that I believe the um that one statue that threatened to allure the party when we went here in a dream world is in the next room. For what that's worth. So then I suppose you would recommend not looking at it. That would, in case, that would be what? Yes. In case it's still standing, though as long as we're all not entranced at the same time, um, assuming we could pull each other out of it. I'm sure that out of all of us, Clint would like to take a look at the very least. He winks at Clint. Oh, uh, yes, I'm very interested in any artifacts left over. Everybody's just like, nerd. He just wants to look at tits, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> because elves just want to see tits. That was pretty good. Did you just make that up? I'll take that as a yes. You're you're very clever. Um, damn. Yeah, I, I guess we cross, right? Yeah. I guess. I guess. Well, I feel like we should test it with the lightest person first. I guess Box has to go first. <laughs> box is not the lightest. Marcus. Oh. Oh, I'm probably pretty late. I go across. You're five eight. You're the shortest person. Except yeah, but elves weigh only like half as much um, as humans do. Um, that's not accurate. This is where we find out that somebody has installed traps underneath the table. What was that? What was that, Sean? <laughs> Did you say he's five eight? He's the shortest person. I said other than Brock. Oh, okay. He's getting offended. Only I can be the shortest. Well, I mean, it's only by like a foot, you know. Just... Yeah, but you're like dwarven stock, so you're not like heavy, or you're not like light. I mean, I have words you say so. work sometimes. So you get across, you all makeshift bridge. No shotguns went off in your face. Okay, so I do get across then. Yes, yes, you get a you get across. Okay, so I'm going to do a fuck check on this door. Okay. I got a 16. Do I see any traps? No. Alright. I uh, open the door. A million traps go off. <laughs> Somewhere else in the world because people are triggering them. Alright. As long as you're not here. <laughs> okay, so I step in. Uh, go ahead and make me a fuck check. Yes, sir. 21 on my fuck check. This room, though moldered, is not nearly as bare as the previous chambers. It looks as if this section was not properly looted. Uh, go ahead and give me a will save as your eyes catch hold of a beautiful statue. Alright. Is this like an Aladdin moment where I'm like, I see that diamond in the rough? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. Then I don't need to do a will save, I just take it. <laughs> no, it's it's not quite. Like <laughs> Either way, I feel the will save, so we'll see. I got a five. Uh, you are fascinated. Uh, for All right. uh, for six rounds, you are fascinated Whoa. as you gaze upon 
the beauty of an accurate representation of Shaylin. Okay. Whoa. So, looking across the uh, bridge as Lark enters the room with Riley's binoculars, he clearly sees him like go slack jaw as he looks around the room. Yeah, he he sees them titties and he just can't take it. Riley will inform the party that the statue is definitely still there, <laughs> and to um, maybe try not staring directly at it. Uh, do we actually actually on anyone who didn't already enter the room? Do we have like a large cloak or something that could like cover it? I don't know if anyone has anything like that. Or a blanket, maybe? Uh, there was the strange cloak that I woke up wearing. I think I gave that back already. Uh, you never said that you did. Oh, and yes. I kind of just imagined that he, he had to took it off and put it in his pack. I was like, I'll give that back to him later. Or he just forgot about it entirely. Yeah. So I, uh... Recognize the mystery cloak, and I say, here. I, are you giving it to Riley or back to Foresight? To Riley, I suppose. Okay, great. Um, Here, Riley, let me take it. Yeah, that's fair. I'll, I'll give it to Adira. I will take it across the bridge and drape it over the statue. But yeah, I'll drape, I'll drape it over and then I'll holler back and say, all right, the tits are covered. Uh, you, Blam. You are fine as soon as she does so, Lark. You are no longer fascinated. Was I like actually like fascinated by the tits? I mean, just the entirety of the thing, like, the, the, the tits are a bit of, like, they're, they're certainly alluring, but, like, the entire sculpture is, like, an extremely beautiful piece of art. All right, cool. So I don't necessarily have an erection. <laughs> I don't know. Roll con. <laughs> Roll a fortitude save. Or a will save. Or both. Or a fort a will save. If you want to get kinky, roll reflex. Uh, eight fortitude, 22 critical success will save. You started to get one, but then you thought it away. <laughs> so, no, correct me if I'm wrong, Pathfinder does now have explicit rules on whether or not you get erections, right? This is on the SRD? <laughs> I don't think it's on the SRD. No, no, but it is in the third-party book that he promised to send you during the Q&A. Oh, that's right, I forgot to do I forgot that. about that book. Oh, shit. Cast and Gorge. <laughs> enlarged penis thank you very much you laugh but that's an actual spell it is <laughs> you had to use a fucking hero point listen listen <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> we loot your fucking treasure room what's in it <laughs> You're gonna go about looting it all right now. I mean, well, at least I'm assuming Lark probably wants to look around. I kind of am curious as to what's been left over. Well, there's pretty much everything that was there um, before is there now. Uh, some of the things are not in quite so good condition because of moisture and time and all of that. So a lot of the paintings are not in great condition, uh, but either are but very few are also, like, destroyed. Like, they're in some level of serviceable condition. There is, of course, the statue itself, uh, and several other artifacts of artistry, um, from sculptures to fancy pieces of equipment. Uh, 
Y'all do need to keep in mind that we brought Clint here so he could loot the place for the museum. Yeah, I was actually just about to say that Clint could probably be left to his own devices in this room to uh, see what he wants to take and what he doesn't. He would love to take it all were it possible. Oh, it's possible. We take that statue. I feel like we just come back and he'd just be staring at the statue. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to babysit Clint while we check out the rest of the place? Uh, not it. Uh, not it. Uh, I wouldn't mind, but I think you guys want me to, like, disarm traps and stuff, so... Yeah, that'd be good. Riley, you're good at talking to people. Convince Clint not to uncover the statue while we're gone. <laughs> he already said not it. <laughs> no, I, I mean, if, if the party wants to venture forward, Riley is perfectly fine watching, or, like, talking to Clint as Clint explores the room and inquiring about some of the things he takes interest in. Um, Riley's actually perfectly fine with that. I mean, Brock would also stay. I think if, that's good. If that's a... Yeah, it's a good powwow, I think. But is it a pow chicka wow wow? Oh, you know what? It is. I just forgot the other dumb bullshit from what I said. You're right. Damn. Oh. It would have been so funny if I said it too. Shh, God. I wish I was funny. You gotta you gotta try to be more like Sean. <laughs> right, right. I don't know if I have the lung capacity to laugh that long. <laughs> you sure Sean doesn't? Well, it's it's <laughs> yeah, dude, you got punked out by laughter. Come on. <laughs> like, geez, hideous laughter is a fort save for you, and it's a save or die spell. Christ. Okay, Sean, Sean, listen to me. Take a deep breath and listen. Are you listening? It is like 15 minutes till nine, and you told me you wanted us to get through with the keep tonight. Keep going. I don't think that's going to happen. Hey, Chris, so uh, how does does their exploration of this top level go? Go ahead and continue with this. I think we can solve it with one pocket check, don't you? Sounds good to me. Anything over an eight. I actually want to hear what yeah, Robert has to say. Oh, well, in that case, I think anything above an eight on a pocket check will be fine. Where the fuck are y'all going? Well, Riley and Brock are staying with Clint in the treasure room. The rest of the party can probably explore where the uh, where we fought the commander and then venture out as they see, please. I feel like the statue can babysit Clint. As they see, please. You see where I'm at, Sean? Yeah. That's where we're going first. Okay. I would be searching the room, trying to basically just find stuff to point out to Clint. To be like, hey, look at this. Hey, look at that. Okay. There are plenty of things to point out to him. This is a room full of what is effectively appropriated relics and art. Uh, So Adira and Foresight, you go into the general or the commander's room. And you will find... On the floor lies the skeleton of a man in heavy armor. An arrow in his shoulder and an arrow in his uh, face. Oh shit. Um, seeing that, Adira would just become like, uh, Leaf? Uh-oh. I come running. Um, aren't those your arrows? Uh, I, I march up and I hold one of those arrows side by side 
with uh, one of When you step into the room, Leaf, you would notice that the sword at his side begins to glow with a red mist. Uh-oh. Um, I changed my mind. I don't care about the arrows. <laughs> <laughs> it seems when you get close enough, it begins doing that. I step back and I say, um, <clears throat> would someone mind removing the sword before I step too close? I'll take it. All right. All right. And then I go back to plan A. And uh, I hold up one of the arrows in the dude side by side with one of mine. It looks like a very old and decayed version of a very similar arrow. Uh, quite similar. Worryingly so, in fact. It's, uh... And you notice rapier puncture holes on the back of the armor. And you notice Morning Star bashes on the helmet. Seems like uh, the more connections we made to the vision last night, the less things seem to make sense. Box, box, box. Box, box, box. Riley, you might want to see this as well. I'm sorry, what's going on? <laughs> Get your ass in here! Wow, how direct. Riley will enter the room. And I'm assuming see what everyone else has seen and already put together. Yes. He looks exactly as you left him, except skeletal. So, it wasn't a dream, was it? It appears to be more likely that it was time travel. And I will hand you the sword. Riley, I guess, takes the sword. It's still um, glowing with red mist. It doesn't seem to like Leaf a whole lot. Nods. Um, is there a was it like is his armor still around does he have a sheath for the sword is it glowing while it's in the sheath uh, I mean technically but it's in the sheath so you can't tell okay okay that's fine because I'd rather leave it in the sheath um, um, so curious I, I don't suppose uh, anyone in here can um, actually identify the properties of this weapon in any capacity you have Two or three people that can identify magic items, I do believe. I cannot. I can try, I just don't expect to. 21 Fulcrum. Um, nice. It is a longsword of elf Spain. That figures. Great. Um, With also the uh, a trait where when in proximity to an elf, it puts off a red glowing mist. Fancy. Clint will probably want that. Also, uh, with the unfortunate side effect that just being near it makes me very uneasy. You don't feel quite the same unease as you did before. There's not an enmity directly uh, tied to the uh, to the sword now that there was. The memory of it makes him feel uneasy. That I mean, that's fair. I'm just saying there's not like this overbearing force. All, all I'm saying is, very briefly, Leaf was almost the new sheath for the sword. That's fair. Um, so Riley's going to take the sword, quietly return to Clint, and tell Clint, uh, excuse me, I don't mean to bug you while you're looking over this room, but two things. One, we have Commander Mansfield's sword. Um, it seems to be Elfbane, so I would understand if you don't want to handle it. 
But two, I would appreciate if you followed me into the next room. There's something I'd like to show you. Okay. Sure thing. Bring him back to Mansfield's body. And gesturing to the body, Riley will say, This is the man we slayed in the way in the exact same position as he fell. Clint, you're a historian. Adira, myself, Foresight, and Leaf are living history. <laughs> we are the ones who killed Commander Mansfield. Ask me anything. Ask us anything, yes. That is, if accurate, very intriguing indeed. Isn't it? I can't quite begin to understand how the time travel aspect works. I couldn't begin to fathom it either. Such magic is considered to be that of sages, and I, no offense, don't think any of you are. Regardless, it does seem it does seem to appear as we left it. Leaf, you found one of your arrows sticking out of them. Still holding them, side by side, one in each hand. Just kind of hold them out to uh, Clint and Riley. You can uh, compare for yourself. Well, Clint, it seems like you found within Elf Murder Castle some living history. This is extraordinary. I, I think I need to take some notes. Some very extensive notes. Yes, Indeed. absolutely. Just remember, my name is spelled R-I-L-E-Y space <laughs> M-O-R-H-E-I-M. Riley Morheim. Uh, certainly, I'll have to take down all of your names. This is so very strange. But... I of course. do believe you've had an extremely good haul as well. I didn't expect to find an untouched, like a truly untouched, even during the war part of the keep. The treasures in the next room are worth a small fortune at least. And of course, we're here to assist you to claim whatever you wish for your uh, museum and studies. Thank you very much. It's an honor, but it is also what you are paying us for. This is true. I've, I've much to do. Um, I think we should do a bit more exploring and see what we can find. And then work on trying to get some of the things from the next room back to the car. Absolutely. And, um, does he, is he interested in the commander's armor at all? Is that special? He's interested, yeah. He, he's squatted down over him, at him, looking at him. He looks like he might be interested in bringing the whole damn commander. God, I was thinking it, but I'm glad you said it. (laughs) mount that on the front of the wagon. <laughs> Here lies Commander Vurek Mansfields, killer of the elves. Commander of Elf Murder Castle. Felled by four time-traveling... F- oh, man. Yeah, slayed by oh. some Ruli Mordhoom? I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Randy! Seriously. Oh, my God. You guys shut the fuck up. Rudy? Okay, this isn't even funny. Ra- I'm not Randy even joking Muggle. around. It's... You motherfucker. <laughs> I swear to God, if there's a typo in his fucking notes about Riley's name, <laughs> in game, out of game, I'm going to be super pissed. R- Relay and more cool? <laughs> How'd you fuck it up so much? <laughs> You don't really own a museum, do you? You don't even know how to read! He was 
He was slain by uh, by Randall Morkroom of Rodney Malkroom's company. Wait, wait, you guys are missing the best joke. He was slain by Foresight and company. <laughs> he he was the very first meal served was, on the Rodney Maxim food oh truck. My God. He was he was slain by people acquainted to box. <laughs> So it's true. Everything I come to know and love just gets fucked over. Great. I put so much effort behind Riley Morheim. <laughs> Who's Riley Morheim? Pipe down, Morty Rudheim. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, Bob. Richard Milhouse. And this begins the evil turn for Riley, where he must carve his name to all of his enemies so they never forget. You keep saying that name like we know what it is. Who are you talking about? It's not important. Oh, fuck. I hate you guys. <clears throat> Riddle and murder dick? I think, I think we found uh, Chris's weakness. <laughs> I push one thing. I have one thing. Y'all went from being his spirit animal <laughs> to him hating you in one session. Well, the problem is, being his spirit animals, we are very in tune to his weaknesses. Therefore, it's very easy to exploit. Well, that's the fucked up thing is my spirit animals would absolutely push these buttons. <laughs> like, I'd, it's one and the same. Do y'all want to check out the rest of these rooms up here? I'd love to check out the rest of these rooms here, up here. here okay. Here lies Cav Command Yurik Mansfield, slain by Chris Riley. What's in this room, Sean? Yes, Riley Morheim and Adira go into this room to check it out. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brock will join Rodney and Adira. Riley looks at Cock curiously, wondering what the fuck he's doing here. <laughs> <Taking rock> hard. <laughs> this is how you know we're friends. <laughs> I would like to roll better than that, please. Please do. Uh, oh, 22 oh. for uh, Cock to search the room. Uh, Rodney's going to roll. Let's see here. Rodney got a 12. So I think Cock's in the lead with a Brockhart 22. Uh, okay. So what are Lufa and Shark doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Are, are they just going to stay in the room with cunt? Cuck a Krabby Patty. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is advanced, stupid. Are you cyber bullying foresight? <laughs> oh, when, when you put it like that. <laughs> oh. 
That's just mean, I'm man. I'm sorry, Foreskin. I apologize. <laughs> how could you have told you to shut up? How dare you get his name wrong? Very sensitive about his condition. <laughs> uh. So, Chris, what do we see in this room? Oh, well, let's see. The highest was a 22, right? Um, yep. So, if there's, uh, there's a whole bunch of plus three weapons and armor scattered along the wall. It's amazing. They're labeled, too. It had, they have plaques that say plus three you know, weapons and armor. So it's, uh, you know, very spot on. Just a deck of many things with all the good cards left in it. <laughs> Shit, that is what I should have said. We still have other rooms. Also, oh, that's fair. That's fair. What about that? What about that? I, I know it was hard to miss, but I think I see a bag of holding full of gold up there. <clears throat> oh, yeah. You know what? You got a 22. Sorry. I thought you got a 20. Yeah, with the 22, you definitely see the bag of holding just engorged with gold in the corner of the room. It's not the only thing that's engorged. <laughs> with gold? <laughs> Lots of things. Now that's sounding. Bam. <coughs> Damn. But seriously though, what does uh what does a twenty two give me? Oh no. Well, because y'all are such fuckers. <laughs> you happen to notice <laughs> that that what you where it says OPQRS. Like there's actually a wall there. <laughs> and you find a secret room. You fuck. Like, this looks like a bedroom, for the most part. Ah, uh, there's no windows. So, there's stuff around, some valuables. Ah, uh, fuck. Uh, lots of papers that Clint will find. Interesting. Some very nice furniture. That is... Just keep going. Just keep going. Don't get distracted, Sean. <laughs> Just keep going. Some very nice furniture that... Looks really not very feasible to remove with any ease. Like, without a crane. You find behind a fairly well-kept tapestry a hidden door, which leads into a thin room, which is adorned with several chests, <clears throat> a armor stand, and a weapon rack. I would, I would like to begin exploring these things. The chests are filled with all manner of small treasures, gold, silver, uh, jewelry, jewels. There's uh, several that are several of these chests that are filled with important documents. Uh, the armor on the armor stand is looks extremely, extremely ornate. It's uh, very expensive looking. And the weapons also look fairly ornate, not really like they're necessarily all that well suited to battle, but uh, definitely fancy. And everything is covered in dust. I would call out to uh, Clint and also to Foresight. All right. I will hand you the other end of Foresight's lead rope. I would not take it. Uh, <laughs> Cuck would enter the room with you. Um, but I would, I would kind of motion to Clint, be like, it would, it would seem you might want to look over these things, and then I would look to foresight and be like, and it seems you have the ability to tell when things are magical, so some of these things could possibly be. Okay. 
foresight. He responds. Uh, he's not even gonna waste time, like, in affirmation. He's just gonna start casting with detect. Okay. So you would detect uh, three auras in the room, uh, eventually narrowing two down to a chest and uh, finding that uh, a cloak hung behind the armor is the third. It looks like a very regal-looking uh, cloak <clears throat> with black fur and blue velvet. Are you rolling a bluff to try and act like you don't detect any magic? No, nah, it's for something else. Oh, okay. It's up to anyone that actually cares enough to make a magic check. No one does, then it's just there. Um, yeah, he, obviously he's going to spend the full three rounds uh, examining, getting the full auras, so he can actually make the... Uh... Uh, two, two auras are faint, including the uh, one uh, on the cloak, and the mm. other is moderate. <clears throat> and then for the big part that I usually fuck up. Oh, yep, that's one. Yep. Uh, you identify none. Yep, that's correct. Um, so yeah, he's just gonna tell them what the auras are and leave it at that. Alright. Do you actually fish out the items in the chest? Uh, yeah, he'd probably actually set them out and look at them. Alright, there. And then they're... just be like, like, uh, 20 gold that's a cloak of resistance all right so there are two rings and who knows it might be a cloak of feather falling i said what i said but yes you you take out all three items and like these are magic yep. well these are magic and then the auras and the strength of yes one of the rings is moderate one of the rings is uh well you also get uh if you roll an arcana you do isn't that just a third part? Nope. Oh, man. <clears throat> Which game am I thinking of? Probably 3.5. Uh, so so we have two magical rings and a magical cloak that we don't know what is, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right, so I, I just went ahead and added that to the party, the quote-unquote party inventory. Okay. to have down. Yay. <laughs> For whatever that's worth. Well, it is, uh, okay. it is unwise, but there's a pretty simple way to figure out what they do. Put them on, see what happens. If you tell Force <laughs> they can do it, he will. Unfortunately, Radley's not an expert on uh, magic, like, at all, so he's not in a position to really wonder one way or the other about whether or not these items might be dangerous. So it's up to whoever wants to. So Brock certainly wouldn't. Is Lark still just hanging out in the other room? Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose he can come along. Well, I mean, Clint's probably going to have to sort through all this stuff to see what has historical value and what doesn't. I'm sure all that gold doesn't have historical value. It could be old coinage that's not used anymore. And in fact, it is. They are royalist coins. They're, they're coins minted with the royal seal. Yeah, they could also fill their pockets. That's, that's the thing that they could do. He, he would offer, since so much has been found, he would offer to increase Yale's pay. And or slash maybe uh, part with any magical items found that are of greater value as magical items than historical value to help try to mitigate the gold. <clears throat> I mean, once we actually identify what the magic items we have are, we could probably negotiate over that. But I mean, to Riley, that sounds relatively fine. 
So, uh, I think y'all probably go into the next room too, after a little bit, over here. Yeah, we're checking it room by room. There's not really a whole hell of a lot in there. Um, it appears to at one point have been a intricate, uh, bathroom. Uh, like, not like la lavatory, that would have been this section up here. But like, actual, like, a big fancy-ass bath. And, like, this over here, this long, windy hallway is actually like a drainage chamber. Alright, what about the rooms on the other side of the bridge? On the other side of the bridge, it looks like they were probably officers' quarters, uh, including, like, a common room for officers, but they have been picked fairly clean, finding only a few dozen gold worth of, uh, takeable things within. So what you're telling me is that no other looters in the history of this place figured out to put the table across the gap to reach over here? Precisely. Yep. Perfect. It was it was something only Lark and Lark alone could figure out. <laughs> That's why we pay. It's a good thing we brought him along. Boom. Yep. Well, if we've checked all the rooms, then I suppose we start helping carry all this shit down for Clint. When we start <laughs> masterminding how to get that table off the roof. Adira does not give two fucks about that table. I mean, it's it's a perfectly good table. We have chests full of gold. That table seems non-important. Yes, but we have a chest full of gold and a mahogany table. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing but gain. <laughs> There's also another yeah. item that would be very, very difficult, but of high worth to move. The statue. All right, Lark, let's brainstorm. How do we get the statue out of here? How big is the statue? Um... It's a eight-foot-tall, uh, lifelike sculpture of the goddess Shailen. Uh, so rather, rather large and heavy. Aww. How heavy? <laughs> What's the statue with the thing slung over its shoulder and its dick out? David? Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, I'll forget about that. <laughs> We're not moving that. <laughs> uh... About six six tons. Yep. Okay. Um. Hold on. Let me. I got this. Uh. Fifteen to pick it up. No. Okay. Really? Wow. Weird. Must be like a DC twenty or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe. So I mean, yeah. I guess we um we can help uh, Clint kind of pick over everything, bring the treasure chest down, get the ornate arms and armor. Um. We'd probably do a few trips back up and down. We can and... use that tapestry that was on the wall to wrap up dead dude for him. Or yeah, if you really, really want to take... Oh, yeah, that's probably smarter. But by the end of it, I'm assuming that the only really uh, difficult thing to figure out is actually getting the uh, table down. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's a challenge that if, you know, if Lark and other people are really interested in doing, Riley's all about trying to figure that out. Well, before we do that, Brock would actually request to be able to look at the statue. If other people would kind of, if he does get caught in the trance, end it for him. Yeah, I'll I'll stand by with the cloak to throw back over it. Okay, and he would he would like to look at the statue. I mean, to, as as far as it goes, it's not a magical effect. Yeah, no. Good. I'm just I'm just saying. Boom, eighteen. Yeah, you're okay. Okay, he would like to study the statue. Basically, like, it's, like, how apparently this is so perfect, and, you know, kind of save it in his memory to try and replicate something like that in the future. The best you can tell, uh, actually, you have Sculptor, right? 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sculpting check. That's why I'm looking at it. Probably roll awful. Seven. Yep. Know it. Oh. It is so good. You don't even know. Like you can't even. Well, it's sad. Well, then I will admire it for a moment and then eventually leave. All right. I guess there's an important question to ask here. Other than the table, if y'all are going to try that, are y'all going to go like, well, this is fucking good. You know, our carts are pretty full. And call it a fucking day with the this place? Or are y'all going to check out the rest of the inner first floor? To be honest, I Brock think that's would... completely a... Oh, I'm sorry, babe. I, I was gonna, basically think that's what you were going to say, is it's basically up to Clint. Yeah, it's Clint's call. Because, uh, yeah, I've definitely uh, spilt enough blood in this place. So if he wants to leave <laughs> early, I'm fine with that. I mean, we get paid the same either way, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, at, at this point, you've been told you'll, you're being paid more because so much was found. So yeah, just it's up to him whether he thinks the other rooms on the first floor are worth looking at or not. Yeah, and I, I think at this point, Riley has gotten so uh, shoulder deep into the adventure that this uh, elf murder castle has to offer that he might like whisper over Clint's shoulder that, yeah, it's probably worth checking out the rest of this, don't you think? Just like making sure we didn't miss anything really cool, you know? All right, are you inseminating cows? <laughs> what? Why are you so disgusting? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're the one that's shoulder deep. And why is the first thing you think of getting shoulder deep into cows? What is wrong with you, sir? Because of Wesley Sullivan on the LCP fucking Lost Context podcast and the LCP D&D podcast because of him. I see. That's what he does. Don't let that ruse deceive you we live in texas there's a lot of cows he has experience yeah if you've never been shoulder deep in a cow you ain't living well damn that sounds like a great note to end the session on ladies and gentlemen that's all the time we have we'll get back to this fucking madness next session love you bye fuck We have fun here on the Eterna podcast. We're all good friends. Yeah. Fucking Rodney, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> uh, Riddick Maledict, right? What? That's not even. Letters are not the same. <laughs> Two of them were. Actually, three. Oh, wow, three. Well, hopefully everybody tunes in for the next episode to see what Rux and Morseberry is up to. (laughs) (laughs) We just have an off-brand Eterna podcast where everyone's spelled with, like, really shitty names. May the Elder Gods... I'd like to thank our patrons, Tim Demuse, Brian Rafe, and Donald Bewley. Thank you, guys. If you would like to help support the show, please consider joining them at patreon.com forward slash eldritchdream. Want to hang out with us in our Discord? Send us a message on social media or check the episode description for a link. Welcome to the Hive. I'd like to shout out some of the other podcasts and creators that are in the Hive. 
Give them a listen and check out the episode description for their Twitter handles. Action Forge on YouTube, making varied videos related to TTRPGs, Fillmore's Crossing, a Spaghetti Western 5th Edition podcast, The Hideous Laughter Podcast, playing the Carrying Crown Adventure Path, our very own Chris, or Critically Accursed, on YouTube, doing Let's Plays, Hex Grid Heroes, a Starfinder homebrew podcast, Rusted Chrome, one of the character artists in our group, The Roaring Trainers, a Pokemon in the 1920s 5th edition podcast, The Podcast for the Untimely Dead, playing Wraith the Oblivion in the World of Darkness system, The Wheeler Woe podcast, playing a Pathfinder 2nd edition playtest in a homebrew world, and Mystery Dungeon 9000, a multi-edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast in a 22-year-old living homebrew world. Until next time, everybody, may the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.